Good morning. Today's daf in Gittin Samach Aleph or in Samach Amin Beis. We're going to be starting this morning with the words Borshu Karv Ama and a little bit of irrigation. Uh, a little bit of irrigation. This is going to be very helpful to all of us who are irrigating our fields. I understand we're, we're not farming, and uh, but again, the, the the larger point is Darchi Shalom. Uh, we all need to get along, and as a result of that, we all need a little help getting along uh, because on our own, it's hard. It's difficult. Uh, so what did the Chachamim did? They made, not, made a number of institutions. It's called Darchi Shalom. We're in the second half of the fifth parak of Gittin. The first half of the fifth parak dealt with Tikkun Olam, uh, various acts that were done, takanas that were that were performed by Beisdin, uh, by by Chazal, in order to protect uh, various people who needed protection. So that's Tikkun Olam. And now we move to the second half of the of the parak, and now we transition to Darchi Shalom. Darchi Shalom are basically enactments that were made by Chazal so that we would fight less. It wouldn't do with fighting altogether. That, that's that, that's crazy talk. But at least at least it would mitigate and, and reduce the amount of fighting that that, that occurs amongst the Jewish people. And uh, so let's now get to our irrigation. Okay. So if you can if you can picture, and when I say you can picture, by the way, I'm also going to try to picture it because no, I'm not holding by irrigating my fields. But if you can picture, so what we have over here is basically a river running downstream, and we have numerous fields that are connected to the river. And who is able to go ahead and divert the river first? Okay, so that's the basic issue. And as you can imagine, so what are we looking at over here? A water source, multiple people needing that water source. It's a perfect situation for fighting. Why not? In other words, they write uh, limited resources and many people want it. Okay, so it's, go- it's going to result in fighting. And so what the Chazal tried to do is, so let's limit the amount of fighting that occurs. So what did our Mishnah tell us is that the first one is going to fill first because of Darchi Shalom. So Itmar, so the Gemara tells the following, B'nai Nahara. So uh, if I have uh, a number of fields that are connected to a, ri- to, to a river, um, and again, there are fields uh, uh, upstream and downstream. So Rav Amar Tasai, Shasu Ma'ibresha, Shmuel Amar Eli, Shasu Ma'ibresha. So we have a Machlokes between Rav and Shmuel, who gets first rights? Should it, should it be the upstream field or the downstream field? Now, Bidda Mezal, so the Gemara says, now, over here, before we say shot in the Machlokas, let's give a little more context to the Machlokas. If we're talking about where, Bidamezal, meaning that what the river does is that the river is flowing and there doesn't have to be any manipulation of the river and every field is already proximate to the river as it is and so there, there really is no diversion of the water. So then, so, uh, so then at that point in time, there's no Machlokas, uh, in other words, uh, since every every field is next to the river, so anyone who gets there first can go ahead and and and, and allow there and, and 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 take from the water supply. So kipligi The only machlokus between Rav and Shmuel is where you have to be socher. Socher means basically you have to stop up the water. In other words, in order for the water to get onto your land, so there has to be diversion. You're going to have to basically dam up the river so that the water is diverted into your field. Then and only then do we have a machlok between Rav and Shmuel. And now the Gemara goes on to explain the two positions. Shmuel Amar Eli Shasu Ma'ibereisha Da'amri Anan Mekarvin and Tvei. So Shmuel says upstream. And the truth of the matter is it's much easier to understand the sheet of Shmuel upstream. Why? Because they're closer. In other words, they're the ones who are uh, the closest to the, to the, uh, to the water source. They're, they're living upstream. So uh, Shmuel's position is, so they, they get first dibs. And Rav will tell you that no, the downstream gets preference. Why? Because those who are downstream are going to be doing less diverting 
Again, it'd be so much easier and better if we actually saw the Metzius over here. But nevertheless, the point of the Gemara is, is that uh, those who are living downstream need to manipulate the river less. And so therefore, Rav says that the argument is, look, you people upstream, you have to dam up the river. And you have to manipulate the river in order for the water to get to you. We, on the other hand, don't have to do anything. So better for the water to arrive at us where there's no manipulation as opposed to you living upstream where you need to manipulate. Good, so what we have over here is the machlokas between Rav and Shmuel. In the event that I have multiple fields that are that are getting water, that are getting irrigation from the same water source, who gets first dips to that water, those upstream, those downstream? What the Gemara first did is that the Gemara limited the machlokas between Rav and Shmuel. Uh, if, if we're talking about where every field is proximate to the river, there's no debate, right? The uh, the only debate is, is where there needs to be a damming of the river. Okay, Tinan. We learned in our Mishnah, And now that we're given the Machlok is Rav and Shmuel, so here's what we're going to do. It's really easy. We're just going to go back to our Mishnah and cite the Mishnah. And the Mishnah says with clarity, or at least we think it's clear, that if I have Bor Karav La'ama, Mishmarle Rishon, Mimnei Darche Shalom. So the, the, the one that's most proximate gets to fill up first because Darche Shalom. So Tirgum and Shmuel, Liba Darav. So now, if you're Shmuel, so you're looking at the Mishnah and basically you're saying, that's me. <laughs> Meaning, that, that, right, what I said is, is totally corroborated by the Mishnah. And obviously the Mishnah serves as now a kasha on Rav. And what Shmuel's going to do is he's going to defend Rav. This happens all the time throughout Chas, And it's always good to note every time the Gemara does this. Meaning they're not arguing for arguing's sake. In other words, they're arguing because they want to see the Emes. They want to get to the Emes. I, the Mishnah, is difficult for Rav. Shmuel's going to defend Rav. I, Shmuel's arguing with Rav. That's true. But Shmuel's also interested in, is, is this going to be a riot for me or is it not going to be a riot for me? Is it going to be a kasha on, on Rav or not? And if I could defend Rav, of course I'm going to do so. So, um, so, um, so uh, what, what's happening over here is that the, the, the board is going to be filled up on its own. Meaning it's going to be the natural progression of the river where it's going to be filled up, meaning not the case of manipulation. Meaning what Rav and Shmuel are arguing is, is in the case of manipulation, where the where, where the those living upstream have to go ahead and divert and dam the river in order for the water to get to them. So, but as far as the Mishnah is concerned, the Mishnah is talking about where no manipulation needs to be done. So, so the Gemara says, okay. So, if the Mishnah is talking about where no manipulation needs to be done, so then what's the chiddush of the Mishnah? So okay, such difficult words over here in the Gemara as the Gemara is describing uh, basically rivers and, 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 and irrigations and, and, and watering and okay, things I know very little about. But the basic point of the Gemara over here is that here, here's the Havamina. The Havamina would have been like as follows. All of, all, of, all, of our, all of our wells can be filled up by this river that's running down. And, and in the case of the Mishnah, as we're now defending Shmuel, I'm sorry, as we're now defending Rav, the case of the Mishnah is, is where there doesn't have to be any damming of the river and everything, everything is flowing naturally. And it happens to be that my bore is just the most upstream. And so obviously it's going to get watered first. So then what's the Chiddush? The Chiddush would be the following. Maybe all the other uh, people downstream will say to the one living upstream, hey, you know what? Right, let, let's be fair about this. Meaning, it's true that you have first dibs on the water coming downstream. That part's true. But you also have to take into consideration that you have all these other 
uh, all these other boroughs that are downstream. And you know what? Here's what we expect you to do. Again, this is just a Havamina of the Gemara. The Gemara is going to end up rejecting it. But they, they, at least from a Havamina standpoint, here's what we expect you to do. We expect you to close off your bore and allow the water to come downstream and let's all fill our boroughs equally. Okay? In other words, basically, and I'm not trying to be political over here, but basically, in other words, this should be like a little more a socialist in the way we're going to take the limited resources and divide the limited resources accordingly. Ah, you're, 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 you're living higher upstream. Okay, but in other words, let's, let's be fair. Okay? That's the Havamina. And then, of course, the Maskan is no. In other words, the Maskan of the Gemara, and that's what the Mishnah is telling us, is that despite the fact that the Havamina is very idealistic and very nice, uh, but Lamaisa, if I'm living further upstream and I don't have to divert the water and the water is going to naturally go into my pit first, so good. So then I, 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 I have the ability and the access to that water first. That's what the mission is teaching us, despite the fact that we could have argued otherwise. Yeah. But then, okay, so the first one closes his, so the next one has to close his. Everyone has I understand. Once, the one. Okay, good. So in the, ha- in the Havamina, right. Basically, everyone, again, if we're, like, we're looking at some so sort of... So, right, so... Uh, correct. In Achinami. In Achinami. So there's something, something along those lines. I want to spend... It is complicated. I, want to, I don't want to spend too much time on the Havamina. But yeah, it's uh, something along those lines. I'm Ravuna Bartachliva Ashadolit Mayochasolo Kamar Velo Kamar called the Alam Gavar. So, we have a Machlok between Rav and Shmuel. Right, uh, the ones living further upstream who need to divert the water in order for the water to get into their fields. So, who has first rights? So, should the ones upstream or the one downstream? Again, Rav and Shmuel debating. Shmuel's position is the ones upstream. Rav says the ones downstream. And again, we went through the various arguments. We're not talking about where I naturally flows into my field. Then uh, the upstream wins. He gets first. But where I have to go ahead and dam up the river in order for it to go onto my field. So who gets first dibs? Rav and Shmuel debate. The Gemara says we don't paskin. And because we don't paskin, call the Alam Gavar. So then let them fight it out. So funny, by the way, that we're learning a Mishnah about Darche Shalom. It's amazing. We're learning a Mishnah about Darche Shalom. Here's how you increase the peace. Ah, but we have this halachic dispute and we haven't paskin. So you know what? Fight it out. Okay. I, I'm just mar- I, I'm marveling at the irony of the, of the Gemara's conclusion over here. The Gemara tells the following story. So let's have a chavrusa. So So the uh, so Abai says to Rav Shimi, uh, look, I'd love to have a chavrusa with you, but uh, sorry, I'm too busy. So uh, So he says, okay. So Marber uh, Ravashi says, look, during the daytime, you don't have time for me. I get it, but in other words, that. He, he, he was uh, he, he, he was determined. He had tenacity. He's like, I really want to have a chavrusa with you. So how about this? You're free at night? So I'm So Abayi says, So it happens to me that at nighttime I'm busy also. In other words, during the daytime I'm learning. And at nighttime, what am I doing? I'm, I'm working. Right? I have fields. I have irrigations. I have to irrigate my field. So I'm Alei. So, okay, good. Rav Shimei Barashi, give me... Give him a tremendous amount of credit. He says, basically, oh, okay, the irrigation in your field, I'll take care of it. In other words, I'm going to free up your nights. And uh, so, I'm going So, Abai's like, great. Okay, good. So, in other words, so Rav Shimei Barashi now is freeing up Abai's nights by doing the irrigation work for him. 
And so now Abai will have the opportunity to learn with Rav Shimei Bar Abaye. I'm sorry, with Rav Shimei Bar Ashi. Okay, so good. So just as a really quick lesson for all of us, and that is, is that, right, uh, try, try to get a good chavrusa, and uh, what's it called, and, and be a bit of a pest. Okay. And, Huh? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know his schedule. Anyway, Azali Eli Amr Lahu Tasai Shasamai Beresha, Azali Tasai Amr Lahu Eli Maya Beresha. Okay, so, uh, where was the body's field? Somewhere in the middle, somewhere in midstream. Okay, not upstream, not downstream, but somewhere in the, in the midstream. So this Rav Shimi, uh, Shimi Barashi had a great idea. Now I say great idea, Abai didn't think so. So in, in, a, mo- in, a, in a moment, I'm going to set it up as it's a great idea, but Abai thought it was a terrible idea. Anyway, so what this Rav Shimi Barashi did is the following. He went all the way upstream and he went to the fields upstream and he said, ooh, you know what? I'm telling you right now, the halacha is like Rav. In other words, you have to let the water pass over your field and go to the bottom field. Then he went to the people downfield, downstream and he said, Oh, you know what? The halacha is like Shmuel. And so therefore, they're basically saying that only the, uh, only the upstream uh, fields have first access to the water, and so don't expect the water to come to you. So basically now what he did is, he burnt the candle at both ends. He, he told the upstream and the downstream that the halacha is like the other manda amar, and now what did he do? He allowed now a field to get irrigated <laughs> with ease, unencumbered, unbothered uh, by, the, by the others, and that was the irrigation that he did for Abai's field, but he did so basically by uh, right, c- crossing the beams, if you will, by, by telling each of the fields that the halach is like the other man da'amar. So adach, yisachem, miskar, ve'ashkei, and so now while all the other fields were not expecting water because of you know the information that he gave all of them, so now what he did is that basically he dammed up the river and he irrigated Abai's field, and good, and now he can learn benachas, together with Abai. It's a great story. Now, it's a great story, but not a great ending. So, And so now, when they go to, when he goes over to Abai, and he's like, your fields are irrigated, and full disclosure, here's what I did, right? Brilliant, right? And Abai says, it's not brilliant. In other words, you can't go ahead and start poskening like one way to one and the other way to the other, only so that you can benefit from it. No, that's that's terrible. That's not great. And 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 lo ta'imnu abai shasa. And as a personal chumra abai said, because the only way that his fields got irrigated and the produce grew is only because of the double crossing, right? I say that with pun intended. The double crossing that was done by 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 Rav Huna bar, I'm sorry, by Rav Shimi bar Ashi, and, and the fact that he paskined in two different directions for the upstream and the downstream fields. So that Abayi's field would get irrigated as a personal Chumrah Abayi said, you know what? I'm not going to get Hana from the fruit that grow that year. Okay. Anyway, uh, and how did the Chavrusa go after that? Uh, yeah, I, it's a great question. I don't know the answer. Uh, I, however, will guess it didn't go well. Okay. Hanu B'nei Be'charmach. You want... You want Let's assume there wasn't enough. In other words, if if he if he's doing this, uh, I I'm working with the assumption that there's uh, that there was limited resources. That's that's what I'm assuming. Uh, uh, we want a little bit more in irrigation, or we're going to get just a little bit more. Okay, so uh, so the name of the city uh, was Chamech. So uh, and and the uh, and their and their fields were right by the uh, right by the river, and uh, and the river was running. Downstream was actually running downhill, 
which I normally assume is how rivers flow. So, um, so the, um, and, and what they did is they dug at the head of the Shan Vasa. That's the name of the river. So, um, and what they were able to do now by basically digging is they were able to turn the water around. Now, uh, what happens is, is that basically what they're able to do with the digging and, and, and no, I don't fully understand what I'm saying right now. Uh, I get the basic point of the Gemara. In other words, with actual physical manipulation, they turn the river around and now the people who were normally getting first access and first dips of the water, so now they weren't. And so they had a taina. So they go to Abaye and Amrulay comes Kavanlan, Kamatkil and Aaron. So, um, so the, uh, so now what happens is, is that we're not getting the, we're not getting the flow anymore. Amlu Karabadai Tfei Porta. So the, uh, so what you should do is that you should dig a little bit more. So, uh, and again, somehow, I, I don't, I'm not following the, uh, the, the landscaping and the, and the dynamics over here, but I'm just assuming that somehow if you dig a little bit more, so it's going to improve. That was by, by gave advice. So Amrulay Kayavation Parent. So he says, so they say to him, no, that's not gonna, that's not good advice because the fruit's gonna dry out. So, um, so he says, okay, so what you should do is that you should basically turn the river around. Meaning that if you manipulate enough where you're basically rerouting the river and you're causing a loss because of that, so what you have to do now is that you have to leave the river as it is. Okay, the Gemara over here seems to suggest, sir, certainly seems to indicate that in other words, that if the, the river had a natural flow about it, any manipulation that's going to cause financial loss to other people is, is going to be prohibited. Okay. Um, the uh, obviously interesting conclusion. Again, I'm fully admitting that I don't understand the mitzvahs of, of, of the scenario over there. So I'm a little bit at a loss in terms of really explaining the Gemara well. Okay. Anyway, uh, we continue. Okay, uh, Shalom, various institutions that were made to make sure that we're, we're going to be at peace with one another. Okay, it's funny. I, as I mentioned already, but I'm just going to reiterate right now. Uh, clearly this is only to reduce fighting. It doesn't remove fighting. Meaning as much as we just saw, and it's, it's, it's fantastic. It's really good. We just saw Gemars together regarding, uh, institutions regarding downstream river, water resources, and its allocation to the various PF fields that are next to the river. And who should get the living ones living upstream and one living downstream? The Mishnah says, you know what? Let's institute Darche Shalom. And meanwhile, since the Mishnah, all we did is we argued over the halacha. A number of scenarios came up. Abai wouldn't eat the fruit for a year. It's, it's, it's rather remarkable that, like, on one hand, we're trying, obviously. On the other hand, it's an acknowledgement of the Gemara that to really stop fighting altogether, that's, <laughs> that's a utopia, which we don't live in. Obviously, it just reduces the amount of fighting. Um, the uh, Mishnah says that if I lay out traps and it goes out in traps, so Darche Shalom. Now, what's the institution of Darche Shalom over here? It means that, look, a, a, a bird fell into my trap. I know I'm, take, I'm talking birds. It's also animals as well. But if a bird fell into my trap, but I didn't make a Kenyan on it yet. So if somebody goes in and takes that bird, really, he could take it. So somebody comes over to my trap, takes my bird, that fell into my trap, you know, you know there's going to be a fight. In other words, I'm not going to watch him take a bird out of my trap. And so, because of Darche Shalom, the Chachamim instituted, that once it came into my trap, so then he cannot go ahead and take it from me, even though I haven't made a Kenyan on it yet. 
Haven't you claimed that Arba Amada is your own? In a moment, in a moment, your question is going to get answered. Your question is perfect. So So the Gemara has a really brief comment on the Mishnah, but a really important one. And that is, it really t- depends on what kind of trap we're talking about. And to Ben's point that he just made, so the Gemara says like this, if the trap is a Kli, in other words, it's got a Toch, and now, the, what, however the trap operates, but in other words, the bird goes into the trap, so then you acquired the bird. It's not a Din Durabanan, in other words, you have a kli, the, the bird came into your kli, and so therefore, you have claim to, you have a legal claim to it. We don't have to make an institution of darche, of darche shalom. I said that what's the Mishnah talking about? The Mishnah is talking about lechi v'kukare. Okay, now, obviously I'm not a trapper and I don't know what these things are, but I get the basic point. Rashi tells us that we're talking about types of traps over here that don't have a toch, a wire, right? In other words, I lay out a couple of wires, uh, right? Uh, 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 what's it called? So, some sort of some sort of wiring that 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 uh, will, will keep the animal or the bird in place. But it's not a clee. and so therefore it is my trap. But I haven't made a kinyan on it. Ah, so now 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 a fight is brewing because another person will come and and take the bird from my trap, even though it's not a clee, and it's, I didn't make a kinyan on it. And so the chachamim institute and legislated. Now, Darche Shalom. It's, it's his wiring. It's his netting. He didn't make a formal Kenyan on it. But you know what? Don't take it. Because once you take it, he's going to see you take it. And, and, and a fight's going to ensue. Okay, so. Go ahead and find a, a lost item. Now, did they make a Kenyan on it? Of course, the answer is no. They don't have Das. They didn't make a Kenyan on it. So... Right, the expression stealing candy from a baby. So basically, you can go ahead now and you can take it from him. Min Torah, you can take it from him. Okay, but in other words, by the cotton, it's very easy to see how this is, how this is going to lead to a fight. Because what's the father of the kid going to see you do? Taking the item from the kid? He's going to, he's going to get in your face and, okay. So Darche Shalom now was instituted that a Chere, Shotev, a cotton, pick up an item. So you no longer can take the item. That's the Tanakhama of our Mishnah. Then the Mishnah brought in Rav Yossi, and Rav Yossi in the Mishnah said that it's Gezel Gamor. No, it's Mamish Gezela. Now, when we read the Mishnah, I hope everyone was thinking, what do you mean Gezel Gamor? Right? In other words, the Tanakhama is right. He didn't make a Kenyan on the item. He doesn't have Das. What does that mean, Gezel Gamor? That's what the Gemara is explaining. Rav Chista says, Gezel Gamor, Midiv Rehem. No, it's not, it's not Mamish Gazela. It's Mamish Gazela when someone makes a real Kenyan on an item. It's not Mamish Gazela. It's Gezel Medirabanan. Which, of course, now you have to wonder. Darche Shalom is a rabbinic institution. Gezel Gamor Medivraim is a rabbinic institution. So, my Beina, what's the difference between the two? The Gemara answers, the Gemara answers. Lamay Nafkamina, Lotsio Bedayanim. Ah. So the difference is as follows. Gezel Gamor Medivraim is that it is bona fide gzela, albeit midrabanan, but it's bona fide gzela. We're going to go to court. And, and the judges are going to rule on my, on, on my behalf. That's if I hold it's gezel gamar midivrayim. If I only hold it's darche shalom, so it's legislated that you shouldn't take it, but we're not going to go to court over it. And, and you have to wonder, I'm wondering, so, so I'm just going to, I'll voice the question. If darche shalom only means it's wrong, but we can't go to court, so where's the teeth in the legislation? 
right? Uh, that's effectively what the Gemara just taught us. That Darche Shalom will tell you that the Chachamim legislated you shouldn't take it. It's not right. Uh, but if you do, we're, 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 you can't take me to court. Okay. So, so then if there's no teeth in the legislation, so then how does it work? I, I'm, I, I'm, maybe it speaks to people who only want to do the right thing. Okay. Maybe. I don't know. Um, okay, so first of all, a brace on the Mishnah. The Mishnah tells us the following. You're, you're hitting on the, on the date tree, right? And the dates come down. Okay, so have you made a kingdom on the dates yet? The answer, of course, is no. In other words, you cause the dates to fall down. We all know what you want to do. Eventually, you want to collect the dates, but you haven't done so yet. Somebody comes along now and starts collecting the dates, and you spent the time, effort to get the dates off the tree, so there's going to be a fight. Ah. So again, in order to prevent the fight, so the Chachamim legislated that you knock the tree in order to get the fruit off. Those fruit are yours. Midra Banan. Shalom. Now what we learned in the Brisa is that if you held on to any one of those dates, you pick the dates up, you put them down, you made a Kenyan on the dates, we don't need Darche Shalom anymore. Now they are yours, Min HaTorah. It, it kind of seems to be a really obvious point, and I'm not really sure why I need a brysa to teach me that. Okay? So, that's just, that's just my inner thoughts that I spoke out loud. So, they finish up with the following story. Rav Kahana is watching a guy, he's throwing something at a tree, right? Shaking the tree, and the fruit are coming down. The Achil. And now Rav Kahana says, Oh, good. Lunch. And he goes underneath the tree, and all that fruit that fell off, he helps himself to and he eats it. So, So now the guy says to Rav Kahana, Wait one second. What, what are you doing? I, I, in other words, every one of these fruits I, I, I manipulated with my hand, I picked it up with my hand, and I put it down again. I made a Kenyan Gamor on it. So, what are you doing? Rav Kahana says, Oh, this guy over here, he knows halacha. He's from the community of Rav Yoshia. Rav Yoshia was known at the time for someone who taught the halacha, Chosh Mishpat halachas to his, to his community. And Rav Kahana was impressed with this guy and immediately uh, correctly uh, attribute, uh, attributed to the fact that he was learning by Rav Yoshia. He was from the community of Rav Yoshia. Okay. You have to wonder after hearing the story, wait one second. Rav Kahana helped himself to the fruit before knowing that the person was holding it biyad. In other words, wait, <laughs> meaning what, what, what happened to our mission? What happened to Darche Shalom? Okay, you, not, only do you, not only are you allowed to wonder that, Tosos wonders that as well. Tosos therefore gives a different shot in the Gemara, the one different than what I just offered. I offered you Rashi's shot, but I admit it's difficult. Rav Kahana shouldn't have take, taken the fruit even before learning that the fruit was actually picked up biyad in, in the hand. So here we have a brisa. So uh, should you be giving staka to goyim? The answer is yes. And also you should be doing kvura for goyim as well as Jews as well because of darche shalom. In other words, look, we, we not only do we all have to get along. But we also have to get, uh, keep relationships good between between Jew and Goy. And so therefore, uh, we, we do good things for them. And it'll lead to Dar Shalom. It'll lead to more peace. 
right? Not only is it mistaber, in other words, this is kind of obvious and logical points, but we it's it's been legislated as well. Okay. Uh, you go to be Mavat a Jew, you should also at the same time go to a guy. From, or to go to to the guy. Yeah, so from Rashi, it sounds like, right? Uh, Rechaim uh, over here is wondering exactly what are the parameters of this Tarchei Shalom, meaning we should be going but if you look at Rashi over here, you'll see Rashi seems to suggest that it's it's biyachad. It's only when I'm do, when I'm doing it jointly. Okay, that's what it sounds like from Rashi. Again, I'm not. It's obviously we're we're just we're going through this way too quickly. But that's the way Rashi seems to present it. Okay, that kind of takes us to the end of the Dar Chishalom Gemars, but not not the end of Dar Chishalom. Meaning we are still going to continue as we are approaching the end of the fifth parak of the Masechta. Uh, Today is the last full day. That's accurate. Uh, well, we are now going to be dealing with a Mishnah, really interesting Mishnah. Okay, uh, nothing's changed in the last couple thousand years. In other words, in terms of people and their observance of, of, of halacha. Some are really good at it and some are not really good at it. Okay, in other words, uh, okay, in the last couple hundred years, so the people that are not so good at it, so they started justifying and making various strains of, of Yiddishkeit, right? Uh, the, uh, and they, you know, they made a whole, <laughs> they, 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 they turned it into a movement. But in other words, but in terms of observance, it's it's been the same the last couple thousand years. Some people are really good at it. Uh, let's let's call that group of people chaverim, and some people are not good at the observance of of, of halacha. And let's call those people amehaaretz. Okay, now, right? This is a great, great, uh, uh, the uh, a, a great uh, plug towards achdus. We still are. We're, we're all Jews, and we got to get along. And so, how are we all going to get along? And it's not, and it's not easy, right? Uh, you, you, you don't need a magid of the dafiyomi to tell you. It's right. It's not easy when you have a group of people who are who are careful about observing halacha, and you have another group of people who are not careful about observing halacha. It's not easy. And and so what 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 are what what's recommended? What are the parameters? And so here the Mishnah is going to try to navigate. It's tricky, but the Mishnah is going to try to navigate. Here is what you can do to. Help people who are less observant than you, but uh, but you have to draw a line somewhere. Okay, it's like everything. There's going to be a balance in terms of what you can do to help promote peace and darchei shalom. At the same time, however, withdraw and say, okay, that's enough. In other words, because and 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 what are the considerations of the Mishnah? The considerations of the Mishnah is is that you cannot be misayya over avera. Meaning, what, what, uh, uh, there's going to come a point in time where you're going to be aiding and abetting too much, where you're basically going to be facilitating the other person to be violating halacha. And that you can't do. You can't participate in. So in other words, you do want to help and you do want to create shalom between, between Jew and Jew. But on the other hand, you can't, you, you can't, you can't facilitate. And so with all that stated, so let's see the mission together. Um, so, uh, you have your neighbor, and it's during the Shemitah year, and she is a disaster when it comes to Shemitah. Right? Peir Shemitah, first of all, you're not allowed to be Shomer Peir Shemitah. I'm, I'm saying over the Mishnah right now, like Rashi. You're not allowed to be Shomer Peir Shemitah, and she put a fence around her field. Okay. Already, that's like, uh, no, you can't do that. 
And on top of that, there's this manbir. Now, after this manbir, so what you have to do is that you have to leave the fruit now and, and, and let's just say, I'm going to say like the Rambam. Okay. And, and I know this is a, this is a much larger discussion, but for today, I'll just say it simply like the Rambam. And you have to destroy the fruit after the, uh, after the Shah's beer, and your neighbor's not doing that as well. Okay. So basically what your neighbor's doing is, is not respecting Shemitah at all. So, in the, in, in such an event, what can you do? She comes over to you and she wants to borrow your kalim. Go for it. Lend her your kalim. I, she's going to be using it for peroshvias that were mishumar. Peroshvias post beer. And, and, and you are now, aren't you aiding and abetting? Not necessarily. In other words, when she comes and she borrows your nafa, kavar, rechayim, right? Various, uh, various tools of yours, right? Uh, your cooking utensils. So it could be that, she, in other words, she could be using it beheter. Okay. So in other words, so can you lend her? The answer is yes, you can. No, no, you can't. You, you can't well, you, you can lend them. Right, your kalim. Well, in other words, if 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 you your animal, okay, that, oh, fine. That's uh, that's a different consideration, but fine. Fine, this is Judah Jew. So anyway, However, what you cannot do is the following. You, you, right, you, she 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 asks you, hey, can you give me some help? I I need I, I'm grinding, and it really is a two person job. And can you come and help me? Again, this is where you have to draw the line. No, I can't. Me coming over and helping you, in other words, the payros that you have are illegal payros. Right? You guarded them during the Shemitah year, they're, they're post-Bior. So they're illegal payros, you're not allowed to, they're Asr Ba'achila. No, I can't come over and I can't help you uh, grind. So again, you see, you, see, you see the Mishnah? In other words, it's a balance. Difficult, admittedly, but it's a balance. Ah, can go ahead now and her neighbors and Amaaretz and she's going ahead and she is um she she's working on her dough she's going to make bread so you can lend her nafa vekavra and over here bores you can even help her in terms of the making of the bread. She asked you to help come over and help her grind. You could do that, etc., etc. So obviously over here, there's more of a hetter, and the Gemara is going to ask why. Okay, we'll get to that in just a moment. So, however, once the, once the dough comes into, not the dough, sorry. Once the flour comes into contact with water, it's now muksher lakabal tuma. Your neighbor Amaharitz does not care whatsoever about tuma. And so therefore, she's going to be metame. Remember, we're making dough. We're going to be mafish chala. And because she is in the state of Tumah, you're going to be helping her being mafish chala biadaim that you cannot do. So once the flour comes into contact with water, and it's muksha lakapal Tumah, at that point in time, I can't help you anymore. Okay, perfect, perfect. Hold, hold that thought. Hold Right? I know, it's strong. It's strong. It's strong. Hold, hold, hold that thought. Okay, and again, all this is because of Darchishalom. Now, all this, meaning which part of this? Right? We went over a lot over here. But presumably, the simple shot of the Mishnah is, in other words, the fact that we're encouraging you to help to the extent that we do, that's Darchishalom. Meaning, without Darchishalom, you could have just simply said, hey, I got this great idea. And that is all. Nothing to do with you. <laughs> meaning, you're not careful about Shemitah. 
So you know what? I'm going to say no from the beginning, right? The uh, that I, 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 the, the chachamim did not want that. So to the extent that they allowed you to help, that's our chishol. Okay, as far as helping non-Jews by Shemitah, that, that you can do, but not Jews. Uh, that last line of the mission needs explanation. We're going to get to it later, not today. And and you can give them a Shalom Aleichem. You can give non-Jews a Shalom Aleichem. Okay, why would that even be a thought or consideration? What's the problem over there? Again, let's wait for the Gemara. The Gemara is going to tell us, but not that's not today. That's tomorrow. Okay, Maishna Risha, Maishna Seifa. Okay, let's quickly run through the first Sugya today. And that is, that when it comes to your neighbor, who is not careful about Shemitah, so you can lend her equipment, but you can't help her. When you have your neighbor, Amharet, who is now baking bread, and she needs help grinding the flour, now you can, not, you can accept the invitation to come over, and you can help her grind. So, so we're allowing more for your neighbor, Amharet, and, and, the, and the preparation of bread, more so than your neighbor Amaritz who does not care about Shemitah. So Maishna Risha, Maishna Sefer, Amaribai, Rova Amaritz, Master and Hain. So when you when it comes to your neighbor and, and, and her making bread, what, what's the concern? Uh, that she's an Amaritz, she won't be Mafish Chumas um, and um, And she won't be Mafish Chala. That's the concern. The Gemara says, I know that's a concern, but Abai will tell you the following. Most of them do. Rov Amaritz are Mafish Chumas Maestros. Now, I'm sure you've heard this numerous times throughout Shas. I'm sure I've said it numerous times. Whenever you purchase anything from produce from an Amart, you need to be mafish again. It's called Damai. An entire Masechta dedicated to this topic. That's true, but that's a Chumrah Midrabanan. Me'ikar Hadin. According to the strictest letter of the law, the majority of them do. And so for now, for you to say to your neighbor, no, I'm not going to help you. You know what? We're going to fall back on the Ikar Halacha. Since the majority of them do take off Shumas and Maestros, and since we want to increase peace between Jew and Jew, so we're telling you to go ahead and go over there and help them out. Uh, what's your concern? They're not going to be Mafra Shumas and Maestros? The majority of them do. Rav And Rav gives a different way to, to resolve our Mishnah. What are we talking about over here? A very strict definition of Amaretz. The Rav Meir definition of Amaretz, the Tanya. So first of all, we're looking at an extraordinarily strict definition of Amaretz, the Rav Meir definition. And that is, you don't eat your chulin in a state of tahara. Okay. Now, I'm not going to speak on behalf of anybody else. I'll just speak on behalf of myself. I'm an, I am an Amaretz according to Rav Meir. Okay, when I eat my chulin, which is what I do every day, so I, I eat it not in a state of tahara. Now, quite frankly, it's impossible. It's impossible. Everybody's, Everybody's tummy, myself included. Every, and and every, any food by, by, I, that I touch by definition is going to be tummy. So I'm, I'm going to be a little bit easier on myself. Okay. In other words, right now it's not even an option. But in other words, but living in Eretz Yisrael and having the ability to uh, to navigate through Tum and Tahara, if you elect to eat your chulin, not in a state of Tahara, you're an Amar Arts according to a mayor. Now that is a very strict definition, but that is the that is the Ramer definition of Amaretz. That's our Mishnah. So when our Mishnah is describing you and your neighbor, and your neighbor is an Amaretz according to Ramer, and we're going to have to add one more point, and that is is that then the only concern of our Mishnah is going to be Tumatahara. I and before the water came into contact with the flower, 
So Tumatahara now is not even a consideration because it's not Mokshul Kaputama. And so therefore, you simply can't be Metameid prior to that point in time. That's going to be the understanding of our Mishnah according to Rava. So the Gemara says, wait one second, it doesn't really flow in the Mishnah. Because only when the, the next part of the Mishnah talks about where water comes into contact with flour, then there's a Tumma consideration, then say no. Which means that prior to that, it wasn't a Tumma consideration. So the Gemara says, Reisha v'sefa b'tumma v'tara, v'reisha b'tumma z'chulen, v'sefa b'tumma z'chala, So the Gemara says, no. I can, I'm, I'm going to tell you that both Reisha and Sefer are Tumma considerations, and here's the difference between the first and second part of the Mishnah. In the first part of the Mishnah, what are we talking about? Tumas Chulun. Okay. Am I allowed to eat food, uh, Chulun food, Betumma? The answer is yes. But if I ask Rabbi Meir, Rabbi Meir will tell you, don't do it. And if you do it, you're a Nama Aretz. Ah, okay. So now, I got two neighbors living one next to each other. Right? A, one woman who is, uh, who, who is, Careful about eating chulin in the state of tahara. The, the woman next door, really religious woman, she just will eat her chulin in a state of tumah. According to her mayor, that, 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 that second woman is labeled as an amaritz. Our Mishnah is telling us that in such a scenario, and I understand this is so complicated, in such a scenario, when she invites you over and says, could you help me make my bread so you can go over there and you can help her until the water gets introduced. Okay, I. Wh- wh- in other words, wh- wh- why would you be allowed to do so because of darchei shalom? I. But you know what's going to happen is that eventually, what that which she's going to be making is bread that she's not that she's not careful about tumatahara, and she'll be eating chulin and tumatahara. Okay, that's true. But until the word is introduced, so the chachamim because of darchei shalom allowed you to come over and help her until that point in time. Okay. Then in the second half of the Mishnah that says that once water is introduced, you can't help her, that part of the Mishnah is talking about mamish chala. Chala, which we have to take off of every dough. The chala is going to be given to a coin that goes well beyond a, a chumra de Rabbanan of eating chulin in the state of Tara, and that's an iser de araisa. To take chuma or chala and to be mitame it is an iser de araisa. Rashi cites the Pasuk over here. Pasuk and Korach. And so that's why in the second half of the Mishnah, when water is introduced, you can't go over. It's a Tumatahara consideration. That's talking about Tumatahara Midda Araisa. Urimenu. And the Gemara says, okay, and on that I'm going to challenge. And let's start the Amun Beis for today. Urimenu. Mavkinen Eitzel Ochle Shvius. Ve Eitzel Ochle Perusem Betuma. Avalo Ochle Shvius. Velo Ochle Perusem Betuma. So over here, what I can do is the following. So So I can go ahead and I can I can grind and prepare my flour and I can deposit by my neighbor even though my neighbor is not really careful about halacha. Um, but in other words, but what I can't do is that I can't grind together with my neighbor. So in other words, what I'm allowed to do is grind myself, deposit it by my neighbor, have him watch it, or watch it, but what I can't do is grind together with them. So As far as the Bryce is concerned that we just learned together, that's talking about a coin that's chashud, uh, to eat truma in a state of tumma. That's an isra daraisa. 
Ihachi mafkinu raminu mafkinu chuma itzel amaartzaval velo itzel koin amaartz menishalibo gaspa. The Gemara says, okay, but but now you're telling me that I can't grind together with this koin who is not careful about tamatahara, but I could deposit by him. So Amr Rabbi Yalai hachem b'maiskinan b'klicheres amukav tzamet psil. So the Gemara says that the depositing of my 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 produce by a koin is talking about where I sealed and secured it in an earthenware jug where it becomes impervious to Tumma. The Gemara says it doesn't become fully impervious to Tumma. His wife, who's a Nida, can go ahead and pick up the Klicheres. Even though a Klicheres usually blocks out Tumma, but if a Nida, which is a Tumma, okay, I know there's a lot here in terms of Tumma but in other words, if a Nida were to come and pick up the Klicheres, that's what's called Tumas Heset, and the Tumma comes internally into the Klicheres. So in other words, it's not totally pervi- impervious to Tumma. So Alam Rav Yirmiya Lokasha, Kan Beperz Hoshehokshura, Kan Beperz Lohokshura. So the Gemara says the difference is as follows. I can deposit produce by my neighbor, who's not careful about Tumma Tahara, uh, if the, as long as the produce that I deposited by them did not come into contact with water. And so therefore it's not, it's not yet susceptible to Tumma. With a Brisa that says that I can't deposit, it's talking about words mukshul akabotama. Or remaining when we're going to pause over here. Okay, so we are right now in the middle of a intricate discussion of the Gemara in terms of who I can and cannot deposit my produce by. Making, in other words, with the, with the confidence that that person's not just going to watch it but not touch it and not exchange it. Okay, this discussion will lead into tomorrow's daf. So we're going to pause over here. And uh, the uh, coming off of a Mishnah. When can I go ahead and help my neighbor, even though I'm careful about halacha, they're not careful about halacha, but because darche shalom, so the chachamim allowed certain ways in which I can help, so that we're going to be, you know, so we can all get along, and we're, and, and, and there'll be more achdos. So what can I do and what can I not do? And again, a tricky discussion, which clearly you see in the Gemara, is, is, is complicated. In other words, you have to take numerous things into consideration. At what point am I basically being misayeh over avera? Okay, and, 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 and just going back to the first part of today's daf. So the first part of today's daf, we went, we went over irrigation and, and, and allocating limited resources of water to various fields coming off of the river. And how are we gonna, how are we gonna make that determination of who gets first? <laughs> Complicated. That was the bottom of Samach Hamad Bays. And then a lot of, of Gezel de Rabbana. In other words, even though a person does not make a formal Kenyan on an item, but clearly he shows an interest in acquiring an item and don't, and don't go ahead and don't take it. And that also is legislated because of Darchi Shalom, Adkan.